0: see
1: Well, good morning. Hey, y'all come on in and get ready. We're going to start doing some worship this morning. Hallelujah. Anybody come to worship Jesus today? Hallelujah. Hey, a few people. Look, some of y'all been on vacation, so, uh, you know, y'all should have plenty of energy. And uh, we didn't give your seat away, but we tried. Uh, That's what happens if you go on vacation, you may lose where you sit. Just saying. So, but, uh, hey, listen, let's stand up this morning and we're going to, we're just going to do some, can we do an old song? i say it's old because it was it was written a year after i was born so uh you know uh i I am it's not that old we'll call it middle-aged song how's that we'll call it a middle-aged song but y'all will know it though amen and we're gonna have some fun this morning come on let's just go ahead and start this out and have a little bit of fun
0: some praise this
1: morning hallelujah hallelujah come on greet someone before you sit down this morning we're gonna do a few announcements and some things and hallelujah tell somebody you love them you know i think we're far enough past covid that i might even be able to get back to something i used to love to do (laughs) turn around and find out what their name is remember that And brother and sister is not their name unless it is. Y'all know as well as I do, you know. Hey, brother, how you doing? You know, we have no clue. Look, I I remember years, man, this is now years ago, when I first started going to church in Eunice, and I ran into one of our deacons at Home Depot way over in Lafayette. And I was with my stepdad, and I said, oh, look, one of our deacons. And I'm like, I have no clue what his name is, you know. And my stepdad's like, oh, that's okay, we'll get it, you know. So I walk, hey, brother, how you doing? And my stepdad walks over. Hey, I'm Wayne. How you doing? He looks at me. and says, I'm not bailing you out that easy. Like, he, I was like, come on, man. He says, I'm not telling him my name. You're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I was like, that was wrong, man. That was so wrong. Just, just left me there, you know. But you know not Learn people's name. They love to be called by their name. That, you know, that's why they have it, right? So, Listen, grab your bulletin out this morning. we got a couple things I want you to see. If you have not downloaded your app, make sure you download your app. We have our awesome, cool new app. We're still doing some development in there. I put the QR codes in there for us as well. But if you go on your smartphone, either Android, you go to the Google Play Store, or you go to Apple, you go to the, uh, the iTunes Store there, and you do New Space Life Space Marksville, and you'll get the app. And inside that app, you can see the calendar. You'll be able to see today's live service. You'll be able to see past services. You'll be able to do your giving. We're no longer using the other giving. So go into the app. When you go to giving, it's going to ask you for your password and and, uh, email. So go ahead and set that up. But this company is cheaper than what we were using, so we're trying to save money. Amen? Uh, Every time we give, it costs us just a little bit. So if we can get a little bit more of that back, it's even better. Uh, But there has been a couple issues over the last couple weeks with some software, so you may have seen some glitches in it. Uh, Like last Sunday, it was actually showing Family Day on the live stream, which is really weird. Uh, But they're fixing it for me, so they don't know why either. It really confused them. But make sure you do the app in there because, again, we're moving away from the other company. If you try to give with the other company now, it's going to give you an error. Uh, So go into the app, and you can do your online giving there. Um, Don't forget also that we have Father's Day coming up. Kiddos, kiddos, trying to help y'all out. Yeah, you know, it's not as big a deal missing Father's Day as it is missing missing Mother's Day, though. You know, when we come up to Mother's Day, I'm like, Dads, now I'm just kids, you know. (laughs) Dad, you want peace in your house? Make sure Mama gets something. (laughs) Right now, eh, you know, it's just one of those things. But hey, Father's Day is coming up, and uh, maybe Daddy wants a new barbecue pit. Who knows? You know, I I remember my first Father's Day present, y'all. Seriously, I remember my first Father's Day present. Uh, Wendy was still actually pregnant. And she started getting the envie, that's cravings, for some crawfish. She went and bought me a pot and said, baby, we got to cook. I still got that pot. (laughs) I got my first Father's Day present before he was born. Because why? She had that envie for some crawfish. So, but... Also, don't forget June 24th through 26th is Open Heavens. Um, if, if at this point, if you wanted to go, just let me know, and we'll try to figure something out. But you probably have to stay in another hotel because that hotel is pretty well booked up. Uh, so we're going to leave here on Thursday about uh, 12 o'clock and go to Beaumont, Texas, and they've got a great lineup of speakers coming in, and it's going to be an amazing time, and we'll be coming back midday Saturday. So we'll, it's about three and a half hours. Uh, we'll be back there. Uh, July 11th, guys, go ahead and put this on your calendar. July 10th is a Saturday. We're going to have Paul Bradford come in for a men's service. Paul's going to stay and um, do the uh, Sunday service as well for us. And so we're going to have a great time. But, guys, we're going to have a service. You know, hey, did you all have a good time, ladies, with Susan the other day? Yeah, man, Susan is awesome. And uh, she even embarrassed people, you know, which is is cool. Uh, But, no, it was fun. And uh, you know, listen, we did, we did tell her, though, she, she thought that, that Brooklyn and uh, Tucker were siblings, that she was prophesying over them. And at lunch, we said, you know, they're dating. And she said, that's why Jamie was looking at him like, oh, that's awesome. I'm dad. You better be listening. I'm dad. You know, so, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. She thought they were siblings. It was, it was just great. Uh, but anyways, so we have that coming up. Uh, and then don't forget in August, we've got that men's conference also down in, uh, the Eunice area. Uh, it's actually church point, but everybody knows Eunice better. So we're going to go down to that and that's going to be a, a two day event, but we're going to drive back and forth. Amen. So, Hey, make sure you get a chance to go look at the bus shed. It is finished. Hallelujah. Jesus. Uh, hi, Yeah. Give a praise clap for that. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody. Cause that thing took a while. It, it did take a while. And, um, Everybody that, that designed it and worked on it, and, and it is fully painted. It was primed and painted, and all the tin was put on, brand-new tin. Uh, there's a few extra things they realized they're going to do now to strengthen it up even more for uh, weather. You know, we get crazy weather around here. But now we have a space. See, here was the thing. We, we needed a space to, cover, to put the bus, right? But the barbecue pit is going to go there, too, so that if all of a sudden we want to do something and it's raining, Or even if it's not raining, we can just throw the barbecue pit right there and we have a place to stand under that the sun don't beat us to death. Uh, Hallelujah. So we've got that there uh, and we're going to utilize it, of course, in many different ways we always do. Uh, So just want to say thank you to everybody that came because we worked Thursday and Friday to put that thing up and it was hot. Uh, So just want to say thank you for all of that. Um, I want to make a plug too while while we're here, guys, Uh, I, I heard and. And listen, y'all know my heart. I, I love supporting churches that are doing the work of the ministry, right? Y'all know that. If they're preaching and teaching truth, we need to be a part of, of helping them, praying for them. I know our prayer team does. But, you know, I heard of one of the churches here at LifePoint on the 27th, right? That's like, what, three Sundays from now? That's today, too. They're going to be doing a fundraiser. They're trying to buy some new chairs. So I talked to the pastor, uh, John, John Riddle. And uh, he's the interim pastor. or I don't know if they actually ever voted him in. As, they did. Okay, so he's official pastor. But uh, man, listen, they've got like chicken, and they got a lot of stuff in this plate lunch they're doing, and it's like seven or eight dollars, and uh, it is a lot of stuff. <laughs> and they're also going to be doing a uh, cake sale and all. So on the 27th, when we're done, Cookie and them are going to be over there doing music. Uh, when we're done, hey, let's go over there and support them, right? And and we're gonna go support them guys and uh, and get some great food and bless them, you know. Let's help them make sure that they are able to raise the funds they need to get their chairs. And you know we're gonna get some good food. People know how to cook around here, so uh, let's make sure we we're able to do that on the 27th. I'm gonna just keep plugging that because I think it's a great thing to get behind. Amen. Uh, and and listen, just a little tip for you: bring a ten and just give them a ten and say keep the change, or bring a twenty or a hundred or whatever. You know that when you're when you're doing. Blessing people like that, don't ask for change. Don't ask for change. Just bless them, amen. So I think I got all the announcements, but if I didn't, that's okay. We'll get them later. Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, Brother Chip's going to come do the uh, offerings for us this morning. Brother Chip. Y'all give it up, Brother Chip. Come on now. You know, <laughs> Brother Chip, his, his leading are men making a difference, right? So if you're in the church and, and you're not able to do something at your home, maybe, you know, you're you're a widow or or you're just financially not able to fix something that is broken you get in touch with brother chip we have some things out there now we don't go pull the weeds out of your garden i'm just saying right now there's only one thing i do with that is i drive them with my tractor that's that's it i don't i don't weed gardens um but yeah just let him know and uh, but also he he leads our uh our greeters and ushers out there so i appreciate him doing all that amen so if you want to serve Listen, we're talking about putting a TV out there so that you can watch. Get with him to help because the more people we have, the less you have to do it. Amen? The less you have to do it. Amen? And the chairs are just as comfortable out there as they are in here. Just saying. So, amen. All right, brother. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Pastor. (coughs) And Anna, we are going to come look at that roof. Maybe this week. She has a roof we need to work on. So... um, we were in Shreveport, Nancy and I, this past weekend, and uh, stopped. It. we went up to the Hot Air Balloon Festival, uh, which was really nice. If you haven't been to one, it's, it's certainly worth the trip to go and see. But um, we stopped at Jesse and Justin's. That's our daughter and son-in-law. And uh, <coughs> we just stopped to drop some stuff off, and then we were going on into Shreveport. And they said, well, wait, we got your Father's Day gift. So they bought me a, a one of, you know one of those loungers? Lounge chairs that, that rock now, pretty nice, too. It looks like they got some hydraulics on the back of <laughs> But they are very comfortable. And um, Jesse and Justin also have two dogs, Tucker and Harley. And, uh, that's the grand dogs. That's the grand dogs. That's, 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 that's what we call our grand dogs. And so they always give me a card for Father's Day, too. So this was their card. And this, this dog looks like Tucker. He really does, and it says, it says, happiness is, and I opened it up, and it says, on this Father's Day, we want you to know that you are getting another grandchild, a human one. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so that was the big announcement this weekend, and we're, we're excited about it, and uh, <laughs> we certainly ask for your prayers for us. Uh, a smooth pregnancy, and a healthy child. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, uh, we're going to take up our offering now. And uh, I was, (laughs) when Pastor had that statement in the bulletin that said, faith, it does not make things easy. It makes things possible. And you know, that's true with tithing, too. That's right. Tithing is not, Usually easy for a lot of people. The tithe is the first. That's why. You know, it's easy to pay all your bills and then write a check for your tithe. But you know what we're supposed to do? Just the opposite. You're supposed to write a check for your tithe first. Then pay all your bills. There's no faith in it. If you pay all your bills first, and then write your tithe. There's no faith in that. But if you write a check for your tithe, first you gotta have faith that God's gonna take care of you from that point on. So <coughs> whenever you're tithing, and that's that's the way we do ours, you know. First of the month, I write a check right off. And it's for what we know we got coming in. And from that point on, then all the other bills get paid. I don't give God the leftovers. I take care of him first. And that's the way it should be. And that's that's faith. Doesn't make things easy sometimes, but I tell you what, it makes it possible because God's gonna take care of you from that point on. Amen. 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 So let's think about that as we pray this morning and give into God's kingdom. Let's pray. Father, today we're so thankful to be in your house and to have an opportunity to, once again, give back into your kingdom. So, Lord, we take this tithe that we know is not ours, it belongs to you, and we bring it into the storehouse. And, Lord, we ask that you do with it as you will, and we trust that it will be used to advance your kingdom. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen we got some young men that are g- going to come and receive the offering this morning. Y'all got it, guys? All right. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you as you give.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I had to let him do the offering this morning, you know, so he can announce that. Come on. He's been getting grand dogs for years and finally going to get a grand baby, you know. So, Hallelujah. Hey, listen, once the, the children serve you, let's stand up. We're going to get ready to worship this morning. Father, just receive our worship. Lord, everything we do is is towards you, God. We want to make you happy, Lord. The, the word says that we minister to you, and today we want to minister to you. We want to love you, Father. We want to pour out our praise to you in Jesus' name. Hey, listen, I I, I heard this the other day that, you know, In the Old Testament, it says that the priests were to minister to the people and to minister to the Lord. And I was thinking, you know, why do we need to minister? Well, then the preacher followed that up with, you know why we minister to the Lord? Because that which you which you worship. Is who you love. That which you worship is what you love. If you worship your boat. Right. If you minister to the Lord. He's keeping your focus where it's supposed to be. Can you really do anything for him? No, but he knows that it's better for you to be ministering to him than to be focusing on the things outside of that. Amen. So come on, let's worship this morning. Some praise this morning. Hallelujah. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah.
0: The resurrected king is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. Come on, the resurrected king is resurrected.
1: Worship you, Father. You are awesome,
0: Captivator of a searching heart. This Jesus.
1: I'm ready to so so let me hear the voices.
0: So beautiful, so kind and lovely. Isn't he, isn't he beyond compare? Treasures rich and rare, marvelous and holy. Isn't he, isn't he?
1: Come on, give him praise this morning, church. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, you can try to be seated this morning. We're going to go ahead and let our children run to the back. We got something back there for the kiddos. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go. Yeah. Whoo. Man, that was good worship right there. You know, what's always been interesting to me, though, when you start looking at worship is. We run over those songs numerous times and every time we know every little piece and then all of a sudden we get into worship and it's like sometimes we can't figure out where they are. And, you know, I just the, the enemy likes to come in and distract us. I'm telling you, and, and like like Graves in the Gardens, that intro, we went over that intro because it's a really tough intro. We even changed it to make it better, and, we, and, and it was still a struggle, you know, but it's just the enemy loves to fight, worship. Why? Because he knows if you will turn your attention to Jesus just for five minutes, it's going to change you, and so... You know, we we always beat ourselves up over the you know the difficulties we have, but we we generally look at the whole service too though, and it's just like, man, but it was still awesome. And I promise y'all, me and that G sharp minor, I still hate it. I hate that note. Just like literally, I don't like it at all. And I don't have to love it to go to heaven, hallelujah, because it ain't a person. That G sharp minor. (laughs) Whew, Jesus. Hallelujah! Hey, listen. Grab your Bibles this morning and open to Mark chapter eight. I want to grab a little water. Can I can I talk to you this morning? I, I got a bunch of scriptures on there as well, but I just want to share some things with you from my heart. I don't want to call it preaching if I could do that. Is that okay? I, I want to talk to you this morning about unimpeded faith. Unimpeded faith. And, and here's what's so crazy is, you know, I started, if you notice, there's, there's people in the background there. You can kind of, but they look like trees walking around. Because that's where I knew the Lord wanted me to go when I started putting this down is, you know, faith, right? We've got to pray through, you know. Jesus anointed the eyes of the blind man, and, and he said, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. It's Okay. But then as I kept going, God's like, no, 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 no. That's not really where you're going, but that was a good start. And, and, and then he brought me over into Mark 8, and I've been reading through that chapter and reading through that chapter and, and just pulling things from it. And You know, when, when I mow my grass, I put my headphones on because that mower's loud, and I just sit there and listen to preaching the whole time. So I kicked it on, and guess what he's preaching on? Mark chapter 8. Oh, Jesus. And man, I started even gleaning more from listening to this other minister, you know, much, much more um, seasoned than I am and and knowledgeable and and just listening. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this is good stuff, man. And uh, it's just I don't know. It's just sometimes. I, I love how the Lord does that, where he's he's bringing me to a place, but then he's using other people to get to help me get there. Um. So I want to specifically look first at Mark 8, 15 and 16. I've, I've got these in the King James. We will flip over to the message at the end, but but I want you to see Mark 8, 15 and 16. Watch this. And he charged them, saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And look at verse 16. And they reasoned among themselves, saying it is because we have no bread now. Go back to 15. And he charged them, saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And in the next verse. And the disciples reasoned among themselves saying, it's because we have no bread. I'm just like, like. I read this chapter so many times, I finally had to go look and see, okay, I must not be looking at the word reason properly. I had to go get the definition to make sure I was looking at it. I've read it in every other translation, and I'm like, I'm missing something. I, I'm like, okay, Lord. And, and then it began, uh, okay. Listen to what the definition of reason is. Logical. Rational. Well thought out. Clear. Lucid, systematic, coherent, cognate, methodical. And I still don't get where he's saying the word reasoned out of how we get from leaven to reason and them complaining about bread. And I'm like, and so I just began, Lord, you got to show me more. There's more in this verse. And I know. Why were they not supposed to reason? Why were they not supposed to be logical about this? Why they supposed to be? Why were they not supposed to be rational? Okay, so let's go back up to Mark chapter eight, verse one, and let's read through the story. And, And as God began to unfold this to me, I began to see. Ha ha ha! The light bulb went off. Look at this: Mark chapter eight, verse one. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and said unto them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me for three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way. For divers of them came from far. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men and bread here in the wilderness? Where can we satisfy them? And he asked them, How many loaves have you? And they said, Seven. He commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and he gave thanks, and he broke it and gave it to his disciples to set before them. And they did so there before the people. And they had a few small fish, and he blessed and commanded to sow them also before them. Set before them. They did eat and were filled and they took up of the broken meat was left seven baskets. Verse nine. And they that had eaten were about four thousand and he sent them away. And then straight away they entered into the ship with his disciples. And came into the parts of How however you pronounce that. And here we are in verse 11. I need you to to highlight 11 here. And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, seeking a sign from heaven, tempting him. The Pharisees. Verse 12. And Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why do this generation seek a sign? Verily, which is, Hey, hey, listen here. I say to you, there shall be no sign given unto this generation. Verse 13, and he left them and entered into the ship, again departed to the other side. Jump to verse 14 now. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. After all of this, they're now in the boat, they have one loaf. Verse 15. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. Why did he tell them to be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees? Hmm, We're going to get to that in a minute. Verse 16. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. He thought they were fussing because they had no bread. But 17. And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them. Why reason? Because you have no bread? Don't you perceive or understand? Have your hearts been so hardened? What he was telling them there in verse 17 is, don't you see what has happened around you? Do you not perceive what has taken place? Right? Are we the same way? We are. We we can literally sit there and watch somebody get up out of a wheelchair right here on this spot and leave here and ask God, how am I going to pay my bills? Better yet, God can supernaturally fill the cupboards in your house. And when they get empty, God, what am I going to have to eat? what we do. Why do we do it? That's what we're here to figure out today, and that's where I believe we need to spend our time looking. Look at verse 18, and he begins to to show the picture of what we need to be focusing on. He says, having eyes you don't see, having ears you are not hearing, and you don't remember. When I broke the five loaves among 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments? 12. And when the seven among the 4,000, how many baskets full of fragments did you take? And he said, seven. Then how is it that you don't understand? The less you have, the greater miracle you're in store for. The less you have, the greater miracle you are in store for. It's in our mind. Our mind is impeding our faith. The way we think is getting in the way of what God is trying to do. Listen, I had to grow up learning that because I didn't grow up in church. Right. My, my dad taught me that, that it's my job to supply for my family. And if I need to work three jobs, I work three jobs. That's just the way it is. But then all of a sudden I get saved and and I'm reading in the word and man, she'll live by faith. Well, I thought I had to live by hard work. Well, hard work is good, too. But then I started tithing and I started giving. And sometimes I didn't have enough money to meet my month. And I had to start trusting and and people around me. You need to go get another job. Man, I'm in the military. I can't get a second job. We don't they don't let us do that. And it just kept going. And then finally, I realized it's, it's about my submission to him. That he's blessing. It's not my mind. It's when it gets into my heart that I submit. I don't submit my thought from my thought process. That's what impedes my faith is my thoughts. Right? My thoughts are impeding. But think about this. How can we sit right next to Jesus who just broke bread and fed thousands and even think about the fact we ain't got enough bread to eat. It's because our mind has been so trained by this world. The mind has been trained by this world. You see what I'm saying? How can I sit next to Jesus who just fed thousands with very little and look at my one loaf and think there's a problem? Think. Seven loaves from 4,000 people, one loaf and f- 12 Mad at math don't work. It's because of our thought process, our mind. You know, in in the world, we look at optimistic and pessimistic, right? That's close, right? The, The pessimist, oh, that bottle's half empty. The optimistic, oh, it's half full. I want to coin a new word today. Not optimistic, not pessimistic. How about Jesus mystic? Spiritual mystic. And I'm not saying mystic is magical. How about heavenly mystic? How about I look at this bottle as, who I got room for Jesus to move in my life. Right. That's being heavenly minded. Yeah, but it's our psychological and that's our problem. That's our problem is we want to diagnose everything by reasoning, by being logical. Can I tell you, you will never, ever, ever understand this book of the Bible, right here, the Bible, being logical or by reasoning. Because man don't walk on water. And man don't blow out of his nostrils and part the Red Sea. That's what he said. He blew out of his nostrils and the Red Sea parted. If you really really want to get crazy about it, the King James says he congealed the waters. He made jello. Because that's what you do, is you congeal the waters to make jello and you add flavoring in it. That hold on, what? Again, when you start trying to figure it out, how is it that I can give 10 percent of my income to the Lord and have more than enough at the end? Because the devourer comes and steals from you, and he rebukes them. You see, you can't figure it out. So we've got to become more heavenly mystic. Heavenly minded. Hmm. Think about this for a second. Most of us know this. How did Jesus teach us to pray? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it's going to be in heaven. No. On earth. Is just already and always has been. See, he was teaching us to stop looking here and focusing here. That carpet is crooked and it just bothers me and it's crooked and it's crooked. No, I need to focus on Jesus. Peter walked on water as long as he didn't pay attention to the storm. But once his mind got involved again, his focus faith became impeded, and he couldn't do it. Think about this. You want to know why you don't see God moving in your life? Because you don't give him any room. Well, I don't have enough faith. We all have a mustard seed of faith, and I've got mustard seeds, and they itty bitty. Remember, I had to use a set of forceps to pull them out just to show you. They're so small. And if you have that, and why is it that you have enough faith That to believe somebody can forgive you of everything you've done, but you don't believe your little brother can forgive you or your little sister can forgive you or as kids, your mom and daddy's ever going to get past that. But you have enough faith to believe that somebody can forgive you of everything you've ever done, which to me is, is a bigger miracle than somebody bringing me food. We can believe that, but we struggle. I, that, that preacher I was listening to the other day, any thought process that starts with what I don't have, I need to repent of. Any thought process that starts with what I don't have, I must repent of because that's unbelief. Unbelief. That's lack of faith. And what it does is it impedes God from releasing the very thing he's wanting to do in your life. How about this? Man, I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. No, no. I rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I don't need to understand how you're going to feed me. But your word says that I've never seen the righteous forsaking nor his seed begging for bread. And I am heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ and everything that you've given him, you will give to me. And, Lord, he broke bread for those that were hungry. So, Lord, you are no respecter of person. So what you did there, you were going to do for me. Lord. you will break these Vienna sausages if I need to to feed me and my family. You will bring bread even if there's none in my home. God, you brought water out of a rock in the middle of a desert. And I, and I want to say that, that you're not going to supply my needs. Why is it we're still focusing on what we don't have? Instead of saying, God, I thank you that there's an opportunity for you to show up and show off in my life right now. And think about it. When that finishes, what are you going to do? Brother Mike, you man, listen. Cool, oh, Jesus. Listen, I didn't have enough money to pay my bills, and I've been praying, believing my God because His Word said, and I've been standing on the Word, and money came in, and I got a raise at work, and I wasn't even supposed to get a raise. It was four people ahead of me. I got a check in the mail. I don't know where it came from, but I'm gonna cash it anyways. <laughs> right? Or you go sit down in the re- you know with some friends, and, and you're gonna eat, and you're you know, like, well, yeah, we got we got a little bit, we're good. You know, we're going to eat and enjoy ourselves. Somebody buys you a meal. If you start focusing on the goodness of God, wasn't that what Susan was talking about last week? You know, if you weren't here, she, she shared stories. But on the bus, she shared a lot of stories with us while we were on our way to Bentley. And, and I was talking to Pastor John Ortiz, and he told me that one time somebody in his church said, she talks about how God blesses her way too much. <laughs> He's like, well, is God blessing you? No. Then maybe you should have been listening. <laughs> because you know what? When, when somebody tells me a story about how God has blessed them, it builds my faith. And then all of a sudden, when something happens, it's not, what am I going to do? It's, ah, uh, I know how God did it before. See, when, when I first got saved, my thought processes had to get changed. And it took time. But from the very beginning, let me give you the secret. It's not really a secret, but it sounds cool. Let me let me tell you what I learned very, very early on, and it transformed. Now, was I able to do it every time? No, I ain't arrived. The dove does not stay on my shoulder all the time, okay? If you don't understand that, Jesus, when he went in and he came up, the dove stayed. Yeah, I'm, I'm not there. My pastor, Donnie Filippo, he used to... He used to tell us stories about how God would just pour out blessings upon his family. And I listened to those stories, and, you know, he, he was traveling one time as an evangelist, and he went to the church. He went all the way from, from Muscle uh Alabama, way over to Oklahoma, and came back, and they didn't give him a penny. And he went with the money he had in his pocket, and the car broke on the way in the, in the night. So he pulled over to the only place he could find. And it was one streetlight. He's just like, God, this is a great time. He's looking, he's I don't even know what to do with it, but this is a good time. And he said it almost seemed like it was a spotlight. And he thought that was the oddest thing. There's a spotlight out of the streetlight shining on the engine. Let me investigate this instead of complaining about it, right? Look, that vacuum hose came off started right up. See, I heard story after story of of money being brought in and and food being brought in and, and God's supernatural provision to those that had submitted to his word and to his way. And so guess what I would do? Here's the secret. It's not really a secret, but it's cool. Is I would start reminding God of what he has done for other people. And then I would remind him of his word. Oh, wait, the Old Testament says That they put the watchmen on the walls. And what they were supposed to do was watch out for the armies. No, that's not what the word says. The word says that they put the watchmen on the walls to remind God of his promises. Why do I need to remind God of his promises? So that I won't be looking at my problems. Because the more I look at my problem, the more this thing gets in the way. So I would sit there and say, God, I know you're no respecter of person. I tithe and I give, and therefore, according to your word, this is your promise, and I thank you for it. And I begin to speak it forth, and I begin to speak it forth. Did it always come? Some way, shape, or form, it always came. But it wasn't always in a check that I waited patiently, yeah, no, uh, impatiently for. Every day I looked for the check to come in the mail. But it was coming other ways, and I only thought it would come one way. Go back to Mark real quick. Mark eight, fourteen. When all we do is set around and reason, ponder on our problems. Look at Mark 8.14. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged him, saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. The leaven of the Pharisees, the religious system that binds you to this is the only way it can happen. The, le- the, the, the leaven of Herod, the ways of the world, worldliness. The world says you're not going to make it. You know, last time I looked, cancer is a little sea. Christ is a big sea. Black is a little L. Christ is a big C. When we allow the leaven to get in here, into our minds, when we allow those things that come in and begin to grow and spread, right? Leaven is, a, is like a fungus, right? And you put it by fire. You put it by heat and it begins to grow. Well, guess what? Maybe you need to put your faith next to some fire and let it grow. If leaven can grow bad, it can grow good. Maybe we need to get next to Jesus and let some of that fire come in and grow our faith. Grow our faith. See, when we start worrying and pondering and when we allow that thought to start, remember what I said? Any thought process that starts with what I don't have, you can't build on that. Because where is it going to build? I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that. You, You can't do it. That's why you got to repent of it. Right. And, and move on. Philippians two five. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Was there anything impossible to him? There wasn't. But there was some times where he couldn't do things because of their impeded faith. You see what I'm saying? And that's the world we live in. And we've got to break that. We've got to renew our mind, renew our mind. We've got to change the way we think. Flip over to Romans 12, chapter one. I just want to read a couple of scriptures to you here. Romans 12, chapter one. It says this: "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice." Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but by ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. "Mind, That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. By the renewing of your mind, you can prove. Yeah, by the renewing of your mind. You will see what is true. You will see what is true in the word. It will happen. The world will never like it. The world will never understand it. But you have mountain moving faith in you if you can just believe without doubting. The doubting is the leaven of the world and the leaven of the religious system that's put into us that we've got to get out of there. We when we spend our time thinking on God and what God is doing, we will not be feeding fear. When we think on what God is doing and thinking upon what he's going to do, we will not be feeding fear. We will not be feeding the leaven. Right. We think on these things, what's true, what's noble, what's good report. I want to read Romans 12 one to you out of the message Bible. Sometimes I like to change translations just to give me a little kick to say, ooh, I didn't see that word like that. Romans 12, 1 out of the message. Watch this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you in the best things is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Look at that. How many believers just fit in and don't even think twice about it? I love it when when I hear of of a believer, they're like, Pastor, I can't do that no more. The the Holy Spirit's telling me I can't do that. I'm like, hallelujah, you figured it out. How many times can you tell somebody lying is bad before you just don't tell them lying is bad anymore? (laughs) Lying is thou shalt not lie. Until the Holy Ghost reveals it to somebody and helps them change their mind. Well, he's just a little white lie. I, I can't get you to stop thinking that way. But the Holy Ghost can. The Holy Ghost can. Right, we we justify things so many times, and that's what they were doing. Trying to figure out who they were going to blame or or Well, uh, we don't have enough bread. Um, yeah, you know, I can only wonder where their conversation would have went if Jesus wouldn't have stepped in. Well, Peter, it was your job to bring it this week. It was your job. I just wonder what happened to all the bread they just left. You know, did they drop it off in that other city? Let's keep going. Don't be so well-adjusted that you're cultured that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. Think about that. The culture is trying to drag us down to immaturity. Is that who Christ has called you to be? Are you better than everybody else? Through Christ, you are. Through Christ, you are. Through Christ, I I am better than everybody. You know why? Because I sit in heavenly places with him. I sit in heavenly places with him. Is that being prideful? No, I'm not being prideful. I'm speaking what the word says. But also, I have to protect myself that I'm not getting too proud. See, saying who he says I am is not wrong. But treating other people like I am that person. Because just remember, let me, let me blow your mind. God became man. He dwelt among us. And he washed the feet of his disciples. And when we treat people like they should be taking care of us, we've come to be served instead of serving. Listen, every believer should be the greatest servant there is because we realize it's not about us anymore. The more I learn about Jesus, the more I want to serve others just the way it is. Why? Because the more I realize the joy of serving than to be served. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. He develops the well-formed maturity in you. Amen. Listen, that reasoning has gotten us nowhere. Complaining has gotten us nowhere. Do you want to see God's blessings, God's word m- manifesting in your life, his spirit? Then you've got to get rid of the things that are stopping it, that are impeding that faith in your life. If you're constantly struggling with with sin in your life, why? Why? If Christ died on the cross to set us free, why do we so easily run back to it? It's because we rationalize things. Well, I can do this and this, and I can do this. It's kind of like the statement that they use for Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, it don't. No, it don't. (laughs) God sees everything. Everything. And can I tell you, I've been to Vegas a few times. The corporate headquarters of a company I used to work for was in Vegas, and I would fly over there by myself and have to spend a week. But you know what? My wife didn't have to worry about me. Because she knew I understood an even bigger truth. My God saw everything. And that TV didn't come on to things that I knew that nobody would ever know. and No. Because my God sees everything. What is impeding you today? What what is it that's stopping you today? I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you specifically. That God would remove those things that are stopping you from literally stepping out and saying, God, I want to think about you. I want to think your way. Maybe it's something from your childhood that you just can't get past, right? Listen, it took time for me to retrain my mind compared to the way I was trained. It took time for me to retrain this mind, but I had to be intentional about it. I had to make a decision that says, I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to be this person. And I had to work at it. But it took one decision one day for me to start the process. And too many times, oh, I'll worry about it tomorrow. Or I'll worry about it later. Or, no, it's an intentional decision to say, God, I am going to follow after you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And whatever's impeding me, I want you to take it and burn it away. Help me to have the mind of Christ. Help me to have the mind of Christ. So listen, if, if, if that's you in any way today, I want you to come up to the altar. We're going to pray. Find a place to pray, too. But I want to pray for you. But before I do that, if you're here or you're watching online and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Listen, you're never going to get where we're talking about without Jesus. We sang about his name over and over today. Why? Because it's the name above all names. It's the only name that, that which should be praised. The name every knee will bow to. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor Rich, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Or maybe you'll sit there and say, you know what, I I have in the past, but I don't, I don't know if me and him are right. I want you to come up here and, and just tell me I want to pray with you today. And Maybe you're online. I want to pray with you as well. How about we just pray first and then we do the rest, amen? That way there's any online. Jesus, I I know that you're the Christ. You're the Messiah, the Son of God. And I need you. I need you because I can't do this without you. Forgive me of what I have done. And I, I, I confess that you are Christ. You are the Son of God. And I need you to come and forgive me and change me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that will change me. Fill me with your love that I may know that you are real. Jesus. Mm. Friend, let me tell you, that's the start of a process. That's not the end. If you're here, I want to know so I can help you. And if you're online, fill out our Connect form. I want to find a good church and send you some material. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want, I want somebody to pray with me because I don't want to have this impeded faith in my life no more. Just come find a place. Come find a place, and I want to pray with you this morning. Let's just take a few minutes. Can we do that and see some lives completely changed forever? Come on, come find a place. Jesus I want the mind of Christ How whatever these thoughts are these processes that are in my mind that that stop me from having total faith in you Lord I need them to go whatever blanket the enemy has pulled over my mind I need them to go Jesus, I need to think like you think. I need to think like you think. Jesus, come on, pray for those that are up here. If you you don't feel you need to be up here, at least raise your hand up and say, Father, just touch them. Just touch them, God. The mind of Christ. Jesus. right now. Pray with me this morning. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Don't quit so quick. Come on, keep praying. Jesus, beautiful child, unimpeding flow right now. Unimpeding flow right now. Remove all the barriers, oh God. Remove the things that. let me think first and foremost on you, God, and not the problem. First and foremost, God, right now, renew our minds. Jesus. Listen, Earls, y'all stand up with me. Earl has asked that we anoint him and pray because his his dad is in excruciating pain. And he's asked for the elders of the church to come pray and, and some of his friends as well. And Father, we just anoint him right now as he stands in for his father. Lord, I speak against this pain in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever is causing this pain, I command you to go right now go right now in Jesus name loose loose him Earl be loosed right now be free in the name of Jesus Christ by his stripes you are healed by your stripes of oh God heal him right now pain be gone we curse you and command you to die right now In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we release the healing to go to him right now. Minister to him. Minister to him right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just your word, God, send it. Send it right now. Yes, Jesus. Jesus, mighty name. Jesus, mighty name. Thank you for the healing right now, God. Thank you for your touch right now. Thank you for your touch, Father. And while we're thanking you for for Earl's father, we thank you for Jeffrey being touched and continuing the healing in his body, Father. And we thank you that you are continuing to do the work in in Sister Minnie. Lord, that she is healing, and we continue to speak that she will heal rapidly. Quickly, she will be able to rise up and do. <laughs> thank you, Father, that you are pouring out your blessings upon them as you are pouring out upon Earl right now. In Jesus' mighty name, Jesus' mighty name, thank you for your healing, Father. Thank you for your healing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all. Y'all can be seated for just a minute. Hey, guys, we love you. We're going to uh, tune off online. We love you guys. Be here Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central, and we're going to be doing some more Bible study. But y'all can be seated for just a minute. She